I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll hear the story of Jesus healing a man born blind, and we'll learn what that scripture really means to you and me. We'll take a trip to Bel Air, Texas in southwest Harris County, and we'll look back on the father of Houston Heights, Daniel Denton Cooley. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. A prominent Houston businessman and real estate developer, Danton Denton Cooley, worked for a company that purchased just over 1,700 acres of land just north of downtown Houston in the late 1800s. Since the property was 20 feet higher in elevation than downtown Houston, he named the area Houston Heights. At the time, in 1891, it was one of the nation's largest real estate projects. Mr. Cooley's home was one of the first houses in the subdivision. He installed electricity by hooking wires up to the house from the electric trolley. Mr. Cooley did a lot of community service. He was very instrumental in establishing a school and eventually was elected as alderman when the Heights Incorporated in the late 1800s. He later served as chairman on the Joint City and County Committee that built Jefferson Davis Hospital. Daniel Denton Cooley became known as the father of Houston Heights. He died in November 88 years ago. His grandson, Dr. Denton Cooley, became a world-famous heart surgeon, and he died in November just five years ago. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. The city of Bel Air is a city in the city in southwest Harris County, and it's known as the City of Homes because it's mostly residential. However, there are offices along the 610 West Loop in the city limits. Burlington Railroad Executive William Wright Baldwin founded Bel Air after purchasing property known as the Rice Ranch in 1908. Now, some say Baldwin called it Bel Air for its fresh breeze but others claim it was named after Bel Air, Ohio, which was a town on his railroad line. At the time, Six Miles of Prairie was a buffer zone between the city of Houston and Bel Air, and by 1948, Houston had annexed all of the land around Bel Air, stopping any more growth. By 1950, Bel Air's population was over 10,000, and Bel Air High School was established in 1955. Today, the population is around 17,000, and Bel Air is surrounded by Houston, West University, and Southside Place. In 2008, the city of Bel Air honored one of its most famous residents, Marvin Zindler from KTRK-TV, Channel 13, who died of cancer in 2007. They renamed Bel Air Park, Zindler Park, in his honor. It's a 7.5-acre park that includes two tennis courts, a pool, gazebo, picnic area, and jogging trail. Bel Air is a very nice city inside the city. Hope On Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends Rochelle and Carter. 
Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. As he went along, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. After saying this, he spit on the ground, made some mud with his saliva, and put it in the man's eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam. So the man went and washed and came home seeing. His neighbors and those who had formerly seen him begging asked, Isn't this the same man who used to sit and beg? Some claimed that he was. Others said, No, it only looks like him. But he himself insisted, I am the man. How then were your eyes opened, they asked. He replied, The man they called Jesus made some mud and put it on my eyes. He told me to go to Siloam and wash. I went and washed, and then I could see. Where is this man, they asked him. I don't know, he said. Friends, this scripture has very specific instructions for us here. If you notice, the blind man did not approach Jesus asking for help. He was just sitting there minding his own business. Jesus approached the blind man, spit in the dirt, made some mud, and put it in the blind man's eyes. Then he told him to go wash himself in the pool of Siloam. When the blind man did as Jesus said, he could see. This is a message for you and me. Jesus doesn't want us sitting around waiting for people to ask for help. When we see someone who needs help, Jesus expects us to step up. As the hands and feet of Jesus Christ, that's what we should do. I realize you and I can't do the miracle of helping a blind man see, but we can do things like going grocery shopping for an elderly person in your church, helping someone with a dead battery start their car, or or giving someone who's bound to a wheelchair a ride to the laundromat to help wash clothes. There are many ways that we can step up and help to do the work of Jesus Christ. Well, it's time for me to boot scoot and boogie out of here. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.